Hello and good evening. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. We are the folks who can help you find the method of the madness, reason in the unreasonable, and make sense out of nonsense. Because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, firstly, I'd like to wish you a happy International Podcast Day. Oh, go uh, oh, go fuck yourself, Josh. All right. <laughs> Literally, like, like 33% of the entire population of, of the Earth, like, hosts a podcast, so... Yeah, much. <laughs> like that numbers game I'm playing there already. <laughs> I have a, I have a feeling that uh, we wouldn't get promoted anyways out towards the front of uh, any pages for International Podcast Day. Although they are promoting, wait, let me let me point yeah, out they are, they are promoting. Why won't you sleep with me? Which is one of my personal favorite uh, why, podcasts. Why won't you yeah, me? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I saw that that was Nicole Byers, that fat chick from like those. Uh, remember the eighties. Like, they remember they did those, remember the 80s, remember the 90s shows or whatever? Like, on the E! Oh, channel God. or whatever? Yeah, and they'd have, like, comedians just, like, talk about some fad from 1971, you know, ni- whatever year they were doing for that episode. They did, like, 10 episodes on each decade. I didn't think she was ever attributed to, like, any work outside of just being fat and making a big deal about it. Because that's all the work <laughs> I know her of her, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, she was like the they had. We had that trend. Uh, we had that uh, little segment in time where all of a sudden, giant fat black chicks were all famous, and everyone just called them precious. Yeah, it was like in that era. That's where I saw her all the time. Now we call them queens. <laughs> <laughs> now they're yes. inspirations Queen. and heroes. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Really, I, I think I think there is a spot for us here in the the promotion section so there's the, the second row right here that's for casual science lovers i i think our show fits in that category yeah, oh, yeah. well <laughs> well we, we, we're not can we review that show i want to hear what they're fucking talking about Ca- what i want to know what casual science is yeah I, I need well no it's it's a, it's a category there there are multiple shows but um we we can uh you know look up some of those at some point yeah we, we should do a, a podcast a science podcast review segment i think that would be a lot of fun oh, i'm loving this like so, science podcast or youtube video review segment. yeah so like uh the kurz Kazat thing i brought in that except like in yeah depth. oh god yeah i guarantee whatever they're talking about if it's not directly engineering it's fucking horseshit i guarantee you well uh, climate engineering oh, God. is that a is that a thing? <laughs> okay, okay. So so let's step back a second. We uh very exciting times we are living in. Last night was the first of uh three presidential debates between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and I believe you two have some hot hot takes on this. Not really. It's just a shit show. I mean, it's just yelling <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, what's your definition of arguing with the moderator and of course they had to ask him if he would disavow white supremacists because we all know trump's a nazi oh Oh. bob do you you have the clip uh oh god which one yeah we do have the clip of that one i forgot (laughs) okay debate no 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 which one was this oh man okay here we go you have repeatedly criticized the the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to... He said, sure. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, and, and here, here you are, Bob, it. criticizing the M5M for their uh, dishonest cutting of clips. And here you are, not putting that in full context, where Trump goes off and deflects the question and refuse, he, he refuses to specifically uh, disavow white supremacy in all its forms. Here we go. And not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha, and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. They're like you teaming up on him. What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacist and right like me to condemn? White supremacist and right boys. Stand back and stand by, what? but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and Pause the left, because this is not... Yeah. Who, who said that, who brought up the Proud Boys? I could not, like, make it out. No, no, I didn't talk about the Proud Boys yet. What he said was white supremacists and right-wing militias, which yeah. are not the same thing. They're not even remotely It close. was kind of a trap, but he should have just said, yeah, I'm against white supremacy. I'm not against what right-wing militias. Militias are fine and constitutional. <laughs> yeah, That's what, what he should have said. What supremacist violence was there in Kenosha? That, that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, didn't Biden, in response to this, post a picture of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse saying, like, white supremacy, like, he was referring to, like, white supremacists, and it had a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse. He actually? I think, I think that was oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. I don't... Yeah. What? Uh, we really like debased ourselves. Like we're we're just kindergartners. It's so sad to watch. No one can have a discussion about anything. It's so insane. It, like Kyle Rittenhouse situation. Like well, we've already talked enough about it. But it's like yeah, he put himself in a retarded situation. Like don't go to a conquered city by yourself as a seventeen-year-old with a fucking gun. AR. Yeah. But fucking, he's not a white supremacist. Or you can't can't pretend to, you have to pretend to be that stupid wait but he's pro-cop and cops are racist yeah exactly that's how dumb that's how dumb <laughs> discourse in america has gotten it's so paint by numbers now it's so ridiculous which is exactly what they want like the propaganda you know what round of applause for the, <laughs> the propaganda machine is just it, it's a thing of beauty it, i mean yeah, yeah, like the the legislators and the politicians are the people who are instituting the uh, like the broken system or whatever we're referring to uh, at all these given times, and they're, they're but they're the ones who are also dividing us and deflecting from you know any uh, help they could do, any blame they could they could take. So yeah, you're right, the, very successful. Yeah, but they, their goal is at the end to go. Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. No, he's not. Rebel, 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 rebel. Like that's what they want that's as far as they want the conversation to go and they always want it to be that stupid and if they do that they win and they've won it's it's always that stupid well i, I also love how like okay. trump has denounced white supremacy in the past he even classified the kkk as a terrorist organization along with antifa when when go. he was promoting his uh platinum plan to help uh black americans uh economically and shit like that and that was just a week ago like josh said it was just a week ago and it's like they they purposefully have like this short-term memory issue with like what trump is doing it's like it's not even short-term memory it's just always 
Well, it's engineered. It's, it's engineered it for everyone. Yeah, it's a lose lose situation. They they put it there so that people go, oh, he's on the side. Like if you have to denounce it, it's kind of like when uh, Oprah had to say, "I'm not a child sex trafficker." Like that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad optic. If you're getting asked that, that's the bad optic. So with that, they're just going for the bad optic. It, like it's so obvious. Everything is one on one marketing. Yeah, and it works. And, and you it's know, so stupid. You know, it's a setup when like the the people you're arguing with are like demanding you say like this one specific thing, and it's like you need to you need to disavow these people. It's like why I have no association with them. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Like I don't need to just like come up come out from under my rock and be like those damn white supremacists and just go back on, under my rock. It's like what the yeah, fuck that's is a bad way to go you? about it. Like if anyone say says you need to say anything to me, like even if it's something I completely believe in, like, yeah. I, like you have to say I inf- right now that we didn't go to the moon. I'd be like, "Fuck you!" I'm not saying yeah, anything I, you told me to say right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I I will instantly refuse that demand. Like no matter what it is, it's like you need to say this. It's like no, fuck you. <laughs> what was that, Josh? Yeah, no, I love that. this is one comic book YouTuber I follow. Uh, he has brought up on multiple occasions that it's uh, the the big SJW premise of. Uh, Nazi, I, I said the Nazis are evil. Congratulate me for saying that. And it's the, the most generic, basic thing ever. Yeah, yes, I denounce white supremacy. Um, I don't need to, uh, uh, you know, make a big... I don't need to hold a press release to make a statement about that so you can clap and congratulate me for my, uh, you know, allyship with people of color or something. It's, what the hell? Well, uh, it's so stupid, like, uh, the whole... Uh, I mean, ever this is the most tired thing ever, but you know we're never going to win this battle. <laughs> but just using the word Nazi is so fucking dumb. The Nazis don't exist anymore, guys. It's it's literally like saying I I denounce the Whig Party, like those Quakers. They really <laughs> they really get me pissed off. It's like, are you going to denounce Quakers? What are you a Quaker now? It's like, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? They're gone. They're all gone. There aren't any more left. I'll, I'll so just wait till we get to the next segment. I'll teach you how the the Nazi verbiage is genius. It's 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 good. Um, but and what what else do we have to say about the debate other than other than Nazism and white Hold on, this is a continuation. This is a continuation of that same clip, but it goes on uh, a little bit here. But I'll tell you oh, what. Yes. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing white supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what oh, his really? it's an idea. FBI. I, 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 uh, Spartacus. I completely agree with Trump. There, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, he fucked up that. He fucked up that answer. But like we said, it was kind of a lose lose because it's just about making it was a him setup. respond yeah. to it. And that's, I think that's what his play is: is not respond to that question realistically. Yeah. But um, to say that Antifa is not an organization, it's an idea. Come on, like. <laughs> There was some organization with busing people town to town for uh, protests and riots and whatever happened with those pallets of bricks and uh, bits of instigation of like starting some of the bits of violence and like Antifa's done a bunch over the, over the years as well. This, this uh, group of people with, I, I with know, it's not like an LLC. They've got a uniform. This group of people like, with with similar ideology that dresses the <laughs> same way during riots and also. Uh, what was it? They also t- have a tendency to light things on fire. 
<laughs> yes, that is just just the ideology connects them. And that that's it. it. It surprises me how many anti-fascists that I know that are in support of arson. Like I don't know, or just go around committing arson. It's like why why is that? <laughs> You're right. We need arson law reform. Uh, it should not be criminalized. Yeah, there we go. I don't know. <laughs> My entire goal, like, I just realized how much this this sham of a fucking debate actually pisses me off. My entire goal in the future <laughs> is to be so far off the grid that I that when they're like, oh, our first, uh, you know. What year is it? Who's president? It's our first Polynesian triple trans president. And I, I just don't <laughs> even notice. I don't care. And I don't even know that it's happening. That's my 100% my goal in the future because this shit's so retarded. Like, we're arguing over whether Antifa exists. Are you kidding me, fucking Biden? Like, oh my god. The baits are so <laughs> well, You could stupid. go off the grid. But you could also do, like, a VR MMO and just live your life out in there instead. Either off the grid or super on the grid. The two options to uh, yeah. save yourself from yeah. politics. Yeah, I thought, I thought once... I thought... I used to think back in the day that I'd be, you know, living in a computer in the future, but there's no chance. Listen to this. This is our... This is our pinnacle, and it's not—it's never happening. This is Josh's idea of Josh's idea of living off the grid is being in a simulation that is him living off the grid. It's—it's <laughs> 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 it's so high resolution graphics in the future that you can't even see the grid. It's like you can't see the polygons. There you like go. The PlayStation Five graphics. Yeah, it's—it's it's legit. I'm pretty sure that he really is a robot. He's just living in a simulation of being a human being. <laughs> so this next clip i actually found really fucking hilarious uh this is the one where uh biden says something about s- smart use the word smart oh <laughs> this is the peak bullying moment yeah oh my god guess what a lot of people died and a lot more are gonna die unless he gets a lot smarter a lot quicker so, than mr president did you use the word smart so you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't go to Delaware State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years, you've done nothing. Well, let's have this debate. And if you would have had, let me just tell you something, Joe. No, if you would have had the charge of what I was put through, I had to close the greatest economy in the history of our country. And by the way, now it's been. Brutal. Oh my god. That's actually almost uncomfortable. That's like how brutal that was. That's God damn. I can't believe you didn't have anything except for oh come on. Oh come on. Shucks. Biden crying himself to sleep last night. Like if that was just like a bunch of people hanging out and that was your retort to somebody like trying to argue with you, people would be like, yo, just that, like we agree with you, like you're making a point, but take it down a notch because <laughs> cool it up. This is intense. Like this is too intense. Bob, you are muted, by the way. Oh god, that was so beautiful. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. Was one of those times where it's like, yeah, I agree with you, but come on, man, that was too far. Like that. That was pretty mean. <laughs> oh, it was insane. Yeah, that was, but. I mean, come on. This is what we got. These are the guys running the country. 
Yeah, it's it's bullying. It is schoolyard bullying right at there. its finest. At its fucking finest. <laughs> That yeah, was pretty good. Bullying. That's what I. That's what I watched the debate for. I knew Trump was going to pull that that type of like shenanigans in the debate, and that's what I was hoping for. Like, dear. Honestly, I was hoping for. Uh, I was. I didn't care about the bullying. I just wanted to see Biden actually forget like where he was. Like, I thought that was going to happen. He actually he held the dementia. Cognizant. Yeah, he held the dementia in quite well. Um, he didn't really stumble too hard. Only like he forgot like a question at one point, and well, that wasn't that bad because it was like the question was asked like forty seconds earlier or whatever. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but Chris Wallace actually kept repeating the question for Biden. So, like in past debates, they're always like, uh, "In Trump, your your answer to the same question." It's like they never repeated it uh, in previous debates ever, ever. Go back to any twenty sixteen um, general election debate. They never repeat the question for the second person. They just say, and your answer? Or, like, you know, just move on to the next person. They never do that. Chris Wallace was helping well, him but, so but much. That's, that's because of uh, uh, Trump going over time and off the rails and just changing the topic, deflecting the question so hard that, uh, like, of course, after whatever rant Trump goes on for 10 minutes, you're not going to remember what the original question was. I, I think it's it's only fair in the in the situation that, that that's a good point. Oh, my I, God. Oh, my God, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, I. I love that stupid take on that. Waking up this morning to all the headlines that are uh, uh, Trump has no no respect for the decorum of the debates or how, however it was phrased by The New York Times. And um, just what what is I don't know. The, the debates have always been stupid ignoring uh gibberish anyways yes so, uh, trump just brings it to a slightly next level oh god okay i love it uh bob can you uh do you do you have the green new deal clip up yes i got it up right here want me to cue it yes please mr vice take. president uh, answered his his final question the final question is i can't remember which of all his ranties <laughs> you know, well there it is <laughs> There it starts <laughs> off. Yeah. I'm having a little trouble myself. But, uh, and, and about the economy and about this question of what it's going to cost. The, the, economy, the economy. I mean, the Green New Deal the, and the idea the, of what, what the, your the environmental changes deal, will do. The Green New Deal will pay for itself as we move forward. We're not going to build plants that, in fact, are great polluting plants. Could you We're support build the Green New Deal? Pardon me? You support them? No, I don't support the Green oh, New Deal. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, well that's a big let, statement. I support that means you the, just lost the radical left. I, su okay. I support oh, the don't. Biden plan that I put forward. <laughs> okay. The Biden plan, which is different than what he calls the radical Green New Deal. Hey, NBC. Oh, Biden God. doesn't support the Green New Deal. He doesn't support Generation Z. He doesn't support important points like guaranteeing a job with family-sustaining wages or uh, providing all people of America with uh, clean water and high-quality health care or uh, meeting 100% of the power demand through clean, renewable, and zero-emission energy sources and things like that that matter for my generation, the youth, the Generation Z of today, who are spokespeople like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez have uh, championed um, so, such you know important, long-lasting um, you know, topics and uh, agendas such as these. God damn, Josh. Save some tendies for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, <God. laughs> 
Josh, you, you forgot. Yeah, fucking... You forgot in your uh, propaganda answer there that having a family is now considered eco terrorism. So just uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. The the ten to fifteen percent need a. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh God. But he yeah that that was his highest dementia moment was when he's like the Green New Deal will pay for itself in twenty years the ones where they get rid of all airplanes that's like part of it. They, all air travel d- gone. They they it, they, they cease the all, insane. They cease all oil production, all of it. They get rid of it entirely. They don't apparently they don't know what plastics made out of. Or eh, she might have a point though. <laughs> she might have a point because uh, as we know, a plane a plane that takes off t- t- burns eighty thousand gallons of jet fuel. <laughs> so. <laughs> That does not sound sustainable to me. Yeah, it, it, you know, you put a quarter of an Olympic swimming pool in one of those to fucking take off and, and fly to Chicago. Yeah, I, I kind of have a point, yeah. Now I'm starting to see the light, guys. I'm starting. Yeah, now I'm starting to see what this Green New Deal's all about. You know how much dinosaur, how much old dinosaur blood that is? God <laughs> <Yeah>, damn. <laughs> is it blood now? Is that the... The new uh, chemistry, geochemistry behind oil. It's just as good as the regular explanation. Might as well just be old dinosaur blood. I'm just going to call it. That's what I'm going to call it. I mean, yeah, on. I'm going to call it dinosaur blood. Holy shit. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about the white, the white people genocided the dinosaurs? Is that, a, is that a thing now? Oh, I hope so. You got your next fake article. <laughs> God damn. I think Josh has started his. Ancient white Neanderthals extincted the dinosaurs. Josh should start his next. Start his next Babylon Bee or The Onion, you know, some parody news site that you can barely tell if it's like real or fiction. I mean, it does. It, yeah, you get to work. Yeah. Anymore, it's not fiction. I can't. Oh, it's. I, I like. I, anybody else starting to lose their fucking mind over this shit? Like all the shit. Uh, is it? I I go back and forth. Um, some days it, it's perfect clown world joke, and I can uh roll with the punches some days it pisses me off unbelievably and then i just read comic books and ignore the real world i think it's because i'm like in schools right now it's like both things that want to drive me insane uh school's so fucking useless and stupid and expensive for no reason and but i need it i need that piece of paper to get my it gig i uh i don't know i have like a healthy disconnect from it all like i don't actually like follow people that are seriously into politics it's always people putting like comedic stints onto like political takes. And so it's like every time I hear like some crazy outlandish thing that happened in politics, like the first thing I do is laugh hysterically. And it's like it doesn't matter what it is. It could have been one of something from the debate last night. It could have it it could be from something super serious and like my response is always just to laugh and to like and then to like lose focus on it instantaneously and I move on to what I was doing. And like I keep, you know, keeping myself busy. Bob over here Plotting his healthy psychology and uh, live, laugh, love lifestyle. Dude, social media and mainstream news media it is not healthy for for anyone. Oh, it's course, not no, healthy. It's not. Like if you spend like twenty minutes in any two of those cat- in any one of those categories, like your mental health is going to start fucking falling down the cliff. Like, I don't know how people do it all day, every day. Like, I know people that just, like, put on Fox News or MSNBC, like, all day long. Or listen to NPR all day long. First off, I'd fucking eat a bullet if I had to listen to NPR for, like, five minutes every single day. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be pretty bad. (laughs) But, 
No, Bob, Bob, just uh, just because you're not as connected with the world around you as uh, some of your peers doesn't mean you need to uh, shame those who have mental health issues uh, and you know struggle with the the dark realities of the world around them. Bob, you need to you need to uh, understand that a lot of you understand that it's it's. Um, appropriate now to wear with pride your uh, mental health conditions. I, I'm going to put it in my Twitter bio. Uh, I don't know. Bipolar, schizophrenic, something, something. <laughs> my my reasoning here is that if I shame you and these people enough that they'll either uh, break out of the conditioning, like our, our good uh, Lord and Savior, Savior Alex Jones says, or they'll just kill themselves <laughs> for being fucking retards. So... That's 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 my end game. I that's I think the part that's getting to me is I don't think anything. I think people would, I think people would wear this mask. I think they would wear the mask for actually forever. I think they would do it until they're dead. I'm starting to actually believe that now. It's just like shoes off at the airport. Dude, it just is something small. They're like it's not a big deal. Just do it. Some guy. And it never comes back to you. Some guy blew up his lung because he was wearing a mask while like running. It's like, of course people are that dumb that they would continue oh, to wear it for the rest of their lives. Of course they are. But you have to slap them out of it, call them retards, and then just ignore them from, from then on. And it's like, okay, I, I value your opinion so little that I'm, I'm either just going to make fun of you or ignore you entirely. Like, I, I, I don't... What's that? What's that? I can't... I, uh, I can't hear you. You're... You're getting muffled by the mask there. Uh, <laughs> just be obnoxious to anyone you encounter. It's just get, it's getting to the point. Like, like oh, when I, I'm going to be out there, uh, I have the A-plus exam uh, coming up. And then as soon as I'm done with that and I'm out there looking for fucking IT work, I'm going to have to fucking put on the mask. I have to. There's nothing I can do about it if I want to make a salary so that I can get to where I'm off the fucking grid. It's just... It's driving me insane lately. I can't believe that people haven't stopped this. We started this, dude. We're in episode twenty-two. COVID started before we started this episode, this podcast, and we've taken a couple weeks <laughs> off. It's been like seven or eight months. It will go forever. These people are that stupid. I'm the NPC meme is one hundred percent real. Fifteen days to flatten the curve, Aaron. Walking around dead. Fifteen days to flatten the curve, Aaron. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Okay, okay. That's another thing is the amount that it's just changed. They've moved the goalposts so many times on it. Oh, don't worry. When everybody has the goalposts now, yeah, everyone we're waiting for herd immunity. Oh wait, no, no, you can get it multiple times. It's mutated where you get it multiple times. Uh, it's so deadly that by the CDC's numbers, ninety nine point nine ninety nine point nine six percent of infected die from it or uh, survive it. And you can't tell that you have it unless you go get a test. Aaron, the COVID... How do wait. you not know that that's bullshit? Aaron, the COVID goalpost is like the physical universe. It, it just keeps ever expanding exponentially <laughs> at a faster and faster rate. <laughs> oh, no, except we can see the edge of the universe. We just can't see, uh, you know, coronavirus. <laughs> I'm going to call it the quantum goalpost from now on. Every time you observe it, it... it yes. <laughs> It redefines itself. Changes. Yeah, yeah. God forbid. It, that's all it is, though. It's uh, it's a psychosis that people have. It's an argument tactic. And this is like all people. Until you get the, the... You have to develop a really important quality. You have to be able to go, 
oh, I was wrong, or I was tricked, or I was I was wrong about that, and then change your mind when new information is put in front of you. The people that can't, as soon as you call them out and show them how they're wrong, they just move the goal. They're like, no, no, we that wasn't wrong. It's just that now the virus has mutated to something different that validates all of my nonsense. Well, Based look, on look at all these people who got COVID and have a. Uh, uh the permanent cardiovascular damage in their bodies because of it. And we don't know. There are so many uncertainties that come with the coronavirus and related COVID that we, it's it's not worth the risk to fully. It definitely was not the ventilators that they overpressurized and destroyed people's lungs with. It wasn't that. It definitely wasn't that, guys. That's depressing to think <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, COVID talk. Do we have any concluding thoughts on the debate or any more clips we want to play? Uh, I think we can. I think we can wrap it up on that. The debate sucked. It was, honestly, it wasn't. As, I, I wish. Uh, I I honestly, Trump wasn't as funny as he normally is. He should have been funnier. That's my concluding thought. Be funnier, Trump. Let's bring back any Donald Trump from the Republican primaries four years ago. That was prime Trump. Yeah, but he it was maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but he's not like going up against like a Jeb Bush anymore, right? Uh, it's slight, kind it's of slightly different. It's like ever kind so of. slightly different. He's going against the old low energy white guy, <laughs> Inst- institutional old low energy white yeah, guy. Yeah, but uh, Jeb Bush was like a pathetic low energy white guy, and like Joe Biden is actually just an old old guy, and you you kind of feel sorry for him when when he tries to be like less old than he actually is. You know what I mean? Like like the fact that he's running for president at his age with his declining mental state like that's just sad at a certain at a certain point right well that shit is crazy i can't believe we have a literally a dementia patient running for yeah president. i mean like I, he has dementia he just does i mean because you so weird you, you break into like the the human emotion part of it and you're just like this well this is just elder abuse like get this guy off the fucking stage let him go retire Get his dumb wife to admit that he's declining and just start taking care of him. Like, I, I don't know. That's what really disgusts me about this. Like, um, Dr. Jill Biden or whatever her name is has a PhD in like education, like child's education or something like that. And they call her a fucking doctor. Like, she should be the one to be like, okay, this needs to end now. Like, I care so much about your well being. Like, she obviously is not. They don't care about well being. Uh, They're all like these weird power families that just like marry for money and power they don't give a shit about each other true true they both are probably probably from the day they said i do on they both are probably fucking other people like that's how these families operate these people are psychopaths that are at the top of these uh like power uh pyramids and shit. good political power couples or whatever you want to call them just the whole power structure that we have is just everybody involved in it is a fucking psychopath I don't know, with, with like, oh, yeah. my habits of disconnecting from the media and trying to, like, be mentally healthy with, like, staying away from all that kind of stuff, like, and I see people, like, just directly diving into, like, their spouse, their loved ones, like, ultimate demise by pushing them like this, it's like, that, that really gets me, like, fucking Jill Biden is a piece of human scum for what she's allowing them to do to her husband. That's just my take on it. Okay, but we can switch topics now. Oh, I'm sure it's like the twelfth, like I'm sure it's like twelfth on the list of bad shit she's done this month. (laughs) That's how bad these people are in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. 
Okay, now I, I'd like to start out with a question. Uh, what did two of you think of Nazis? Are you asking? Are you asking me to disavow something? <laughs> I don't. <Yeah. laughs> I've I've read a lot about them in history books. That's what I think of them. That's that's the extent of my opinion uh, okay. on it. <laughs> so you know that they were a uh, thing that exist yeah. uh, existed. Yeah. I've heard um, of them. <laughs> now let me. Uh, let me go over to uh, the, these two quotes by the Joker. You know, famed DC Comics Batman villain, the Joker, uh, crazy, unpredictable psychopath, the Joker. <clears throat> I'm American. I fucking hate Nazis. I'm a homicidal maniac, not a traitorous bigot. Uh, and then the, the second quote when he's uh, working with Red Skull. Wait, for some what reason. is this? Um, this is, these are quotes from uh, the Joker, you know, the villain character. From DC, when, DC's Batman. Oh, th this this one was recent. Uh, the first one I just said was recent. The second one I'm going to say is from 1997. Um, uh, I've been working with a Nazi. I may be a criminal lunatic, but I'm an American criminal lunatic. <laughs> Did you think those are like uh, you know in in character for the Joker and uh, in line with his characterization? Yeah, it hasn't changed my idea about Nazis, but it makes me think that came comic books are even gayer than I already knew they were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a guy that is like literally insane in the head. That you know is like what is he like schizophrenic or something like that? Like. Everything, yeah, like know. everything under it's the just, book. Like he's a, he's the physical embodiment of chaos. Yeah, and for him to be yes. like, whoa, 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 this ideology, I like, got a bigot. <laughs> I, I would never, I would never <laughs> brutally murder someone because of their skin color. That's insane. <laughs> Coming from the insane guy, yeah, it's like they're they're trying to villainize it, uh, an over the top villainization of it, and it's just it's weird. You know what that honestly is the equivalent of is having the Joker say your dumb political message is the equivalent of like when Ralphie in a Christmas story gets finally gets his little Annie decoder ring and it just tells him to drink Ovaltine. Like this is a fucking ad. I mean, wh what? <laughs> like and just loses his mind. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, these quotes, uh, in my opinion, they are making, uh, bigotry and uh, race-based violence worse or putting that on a, a you know the moral tier worse than uh just maniac homicide like, yeah they're kind of triv trivializing that... it aren't they in a way yes yeah tri trivializing uh murder and murder versus bigotry. let's just equate nazism with racism yeah. it's not even that bigotry. it's a it's it's honestly it's just, it's really simple it's the feminization of our society. So it's not only do your actions not matter, but it's just like, hey, here's this thing I want you to do. And also you have to like doing it too. Because if you do it and you don't like it and you put up a fuss, then you're evil. And if you, like, it's that kind of attitude. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I'm a killer, but at least I say the right things. Come on, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> it's exactly... It's exactly how they've trained. Like that's how men just act. Like that's a problem, honestly. Everything with today is just the men are so feminized. It's disgusting. You're right. The Joker didn't have a strong male role model in his life. It's only... Yeah. But no, it's just it's the it's the neck bearded idiot that's writing the comic. That's like, oh, this will get me some pussy. 
Like, oh man, my fucking <laughs> green-haired barista girlfriend down at Starbucks is really gonna. Go, she's gonna probably say yes when I beg her for sex this week. It's, Wait, it's green-haired? Is ridiculous. this guy attracted to the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the the probably have sex with me when I beg her. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, when she sees how woke this Joker comic I wrote is, she's really gonna be impressed. She'll she'll know that I'm a I'm on her side. It's so it's so obvious. Like that's that's where that comes from. It's not any kind of insidious insidious movement, anything. It's one neckbearded retard that can't talk to women, doesn't know how women act or think, and thinks that Agreeing with them at all costs and saying the dumbest shit will, and then begging for sex will get them sex. That's ninety percent of our problems. That's depressing to like think that people think like that. But that's where that do. comes from. Like that comic I, right there. That is how. That is the birth of dumb shit like that. A hundred percent. Like I can't even see another way you could possibly take it. Yeah, I, no? No, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I sort of agree. I don't know if it's that exactly, but like, I understand that mentality that you're trying to dive into. And it's like this weird, uh, I don't know, without coming up with like my own like theory about it and like diving into that, like, uh, yeah, sort of. I, I'd say it's about like at least like 60% true with what you said there. At least, like, if we hang out with a bunch of guys, if you just hang out and it's just guys, like ten guys, what are the chances that anyone says, "Whoa, man, you really can't say that. People are going to think you're a Nazi." Zero? <laughs> Is it zero percent chance that that's going to happen? Now throw one middling, attractive girl into the mix, and then watch these fucking idiot pussies just trip over themselves trying to be like, "Whoa, guys, go, come on, duh, whoa." We don't say things like that here. I'm, I'm. Can't you see? I'm trying to beg, beg my way into some pussy. Like that's how society is operated right now, and it's because men are so weak nowadays. It's disgusting. Well, honestly, it's disgusting. But, how but you see are. that behavior without the women present, though, as well. Like you, you see it all the time. Like they actually, it's not just the fact. Yeah, that, I don't. It's not just the fact that like they're doing it uh, because. They, they might get some action out of it, but they're also doing it because they think that type of behavior will get them pussy, like, in the long run, maybe. Because, like, they'll do it without women around, too. You know, they, they still, like... That's the part they, I, di I disagree with. I don't ever see that happening when women aren't around. The, well, the pathology is still there. I never see white knighting like that if it's not, like, online. The pathology of of that is still there with, with the people that, that bring this up, though. You know what I mean? It's like, They've been trained. To still think that it's way, like eventually. we know a guy yeah. that like spurred out and left the uh, our group because people were bad mouthing BLM and he, he there's no women around for him to white knight and he's just like packed up and left. You, you know what I'm talking about? No. In, in the in the Facebook chat. chat? No, I didn't know that. Okay, right? yeah. So it's like, that shit still happens without the presence of a... I literally don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You type that in, you might as well... So, I mean... No, no clue. Right, but, but it is from, like, the... I don't know. I wouldn't even go as far as to say it's like a feminine like ideology that that has 
push it into our brains. Like I literally just think it's a product of academia and um, uh, social science. It's like the product of uh, universities and the ridiculous social sciences, uh, what they're teaching uh, all around the board, essentially. That, that's my thought on it. So, 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 so somewhat of, of what I'm hearing is that uh, we have men who, even in private, even behind closed doors, are willing to stand up uh, against racism and against locker room talk or, or, and whatnot. Uh, what I'm hearing is that the, the uh, feminization of, of our men in our society is leading to a uh, less contentious, more peaceful society. I mean, just th- think... Uh, all all yeah. of these, uh, you look back at history, we have all these wars and atrocities committed by men, all these dictators who were men, Donald Trump, who is a man, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, did either of you watch um, It Chapter Hold on. If there's anything that we've learned, Josh, from that point, is that when you get a, a group of just women together, they just have nothing but a great time and everything goes smoothly. That's what we've, we definitely know that from real life. Oh, yeah. Comic, comic, Marvel comic books taught me that all women are friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they love each other. They, they all have each other's back. They only wish what's best for each other. Good lord. Are you guys so, being... So wait, you are you guys watch, being satirical uh, here? Oh, yes. I, I can't I, I can't read the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go on. Uh, did you either watch uh, It Chapter 2? I didn't watch It Chapter 1. No, yeah. Yeah, I'm like done with Hollywood. Like I don't even watch movies anymore. I might watch Dune, but anyways, keep going. Why? Why it? Chapter yeah, okay. two. What's the deal? So, so do you remember that controversy when the movie was coming out, where uh, the the clown Pennywise kills a gay man uh, early on in the movie? Apparently, I heard about the controversy. No. I, was, I did hear about the controversy. Yeah. So, so there's some controversy of like, oh no, it's uh, horrible that this uh, child murdering clown, child stalking and murdering clown, is uh, homophobic as well. I think it went something like that. Like, it, are gay guys immune to dying in horror movies now? Is that where we've come? <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? In fact, we need... Everybody well, dies is, in some horror movies. What you, we need to start shifting... Isn't that the point? We need to start, Everybody but one person dies. We need to start, every we need time. start shifting the, the first person dead from the black guy, the token black guy, to the token gay guy from now on. I think that's their punishment for, for this uh, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> That, like that's the dumbest I, that's the dumbest take ever it's like ugh. when people are looking at a fictional movie and being like what does this say about society when they have the the make-believe clown kill the guy pretending to be a gay guy it's like what what how is this valuable to uh, let me read this let me read this slate headline uh, it chapter two's gay bashing scene exploits a real-life killing for a cheap shock Oh my god. A real life killing? Isn't it the point of a horror movie is for Apparently, a cheap shock? Did an interdimension the whole Wait, did an interdimensional alien that disguises itself as a clown kill a gay man in real life? Is that what I just heard? Oh yeah. Wait, yeah. Is Pennywise an alien? It's literally every Stephen King book about aliens. <laughs> Pretty much. That or just a crazy Is Pennywise an alien? I, I think he was, yeah. That that would make a lot of sense, but I, uh... I barely remember the end of the first one, so no, but part of the point I'm trying to make with, with this is that um, they the, these uh, the, these evil acts, the uh, the bigotry, um, are they're trying to take them even out of uh, you know Fiction. villain behavior. Well, yeah, out, out of villain. Be- these these characters are supposed oh. to be horrible, evil villains. 
So, but these things are so horrible that even the most evil people in the world, or most evil people in our imagination, um, wouldn't even commit the atrocity of bigotry and homophobia. Yep, paint by, paint by numbers propaganda. Just the most nonsense shit. You're right, though. That's exactly what it is. It, it's, I know you're the embodiment of Satan that's come in and inhabited somebody's body, but at least you're not a, like, homophobe. Like, what? Like, yeah, that's what they are trying to do. You're right. <laughs> it's a thousand percent it. It's that kindergarten-ish. Yeah, so I'm, I'm seeing this as, first, you take it out of our media. You take these uh, depictions of um, depictions of evil and violence and crimes out, out of our media, and step by step by step, you, you take it out of people's thoughts to where... Um, I, I see this as creating uh, some sort of, you know, dystopia, utopia sort of scenario where people can't even imagine uh, because they've never seen or, or, yeah, never seen or thought of um, certain crimes. They can't even imagine certain crimes. Um, and then you have a society where the only bad thing is Nazism. But it's not even Nazism. It's uh, a cheap parody of Nazism that literally just translates to kind of racist and Hitler is effectively a fictional character when we call everyone we don't like literally Hitler. So erasing history, a classic Marxist thought thing, and then um, changing uh, our, you know, changing language and uh, moving our ideas or moving around, our, shifting around our, our ideas of uh, of evils to where we have a perfect society and we have just one evil that is our right wing white men, and we can just you know. Uh, pariahize them and live in our good liberal utopia yeah uh, that's my uh, that's my theory i think people think there are people that think that like like that is what the voter base of like the left right now thinks i was actually just talking about that about my, uh talking about that with my girlfriend and it's like um those people aren't gonna they, they realize that it's not gonna end well for them right like every time one of these like communist revolutions happens they convince the dumb people with nothing to lose to go destroy uh destroy somebody else like some group then once they do they just let them starve because they have no skills and they have like this doesn't end well do you think this do they think it ends with bezos being like here's an apartment and uh here's your ubi like i don't know what they're after like i don't think they and they don't even think about it they just do whatever they're Hold. They can only react to the stimuli right in front of them. It's, it's kind of that. That's like really the most depressing part about it. And it's because of well, that, just paint by numbers kindergarten propaganda like that. Like you're talking about. You're absolutely <laughs> a thousand percent right. They're making it. Even the villains, even the villains aren't as bad as that one angry guy who said something kind of stupid on Twitter. Um, it's exactly the same as when they started taking smoking out of movies. They just they relinquished it first to just bad guys and like Europeans. And then after a while, even they wouldn't That's stoop example. so low. Yeah, they, even they wouldn't stoop so low. Not, even French people don't smoke anymore. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure French people smoke constantly. <laughs> oh, all, they all do. But it's just, that's how they, they phase it out of the media. And it's not even, um, it's not, it's so obvious when they're doing it. It's not subtle at all. But then after a while, they just get used to it. Now, if you actually see somebody smoke a cigarette in a movie, you're like, what the fuck? Is this movie from yeah, 1984? 
it's phasing ideas out so your first impressions of them can be in just these solely evil contexts or that you're not familiar with at all. So it's this weird thing to you. I think guns are a great example, too, where um, a lot of people don't grow up around guns or, you know, just with any experience of guns at all. So the first thing they see what? their first experience that, of that, not, that doesn't is happen. Sorry, going, that, that's not real. <laughs> is watching the news and seeing this uh, school shooting or mass shooting at a concert or something. And they're like, oh, that's my only association with guns. Guns are evil. We shouldn't allow people to have them. Yeah, that's probably right. That's exactly right. Your first association with it. Because, yeah, I grew up in the sticks. So my first association with it is like, this is what you use. This is what grandma uses to shoot the woodchuck that's eating her carrots. Like, that's <laughs> like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, Bob, you're in California right now where they have strict gun laws. What What is the experience there of uh, people your age in guns? Um, well, I'm I'm typically from a more conservative area. So, I'm, I mean, most of the people I know, they own guns and they own a lot of guns and stuff like that. But I do have, like, small cliques of friends here and there that are up and down the state, especially in very liberal parts of the state. And I have an old friend that, <clears throat> excuse me, she grew up in... Um, Berkeley, like through and through, she lived her entire childhood in Berkeley. And at, at a certain point, like I was like, "Well, I have my gun on me. Would you like to see it?" Kind of thing. And she was like, "Yeah, I have. I've never even seen one in person before." And like, I, I got it out and I, I broke it down for her. And she was like, "Oh my god, it's so simple. It's so neat. It's so cool." <laughs> like, <laughs> Bob, you were literally saving. The yeah, world. no, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, like they, they they have they have no experience with it. They like I said, they've probably never even seen a firearm in their entire fucking life. They have no idea about it, and so the first thing they ever hear about it is what's ingrained into their head. And you know, like how are they ever supposed to figure out the truth? They're never around those types of things. So there you go. And my my only associations with uh, white males are that they are uh, racist Nazis. And uh, my only association with uh, uh, feminized males and uh, women and liberals mental is disorders. That they're uh... <laughs> sorry. Oh, it's better than anything I can say. <laughs> no, that's okay, a good point. Though. That's... I like it. I like the. I like that villains are even becoming woke on certain levels. Just so you know that there's even more evil people than the Joker. Like, even Voldemort isn't racist. Like, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> but but he killed Mudbloods, right? Wasn't he racist? No, 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 no. That's, it's different. That, you know, the, the Mudbloods were, they were from a place of privilege, and, you know, you know doesn't count. Like, they'll figure out like a way. Something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah that, that's fine. Yeah, but that's pretty much my thesis on uh, Nazism and the, the modern world. Um, Bob, I believe you uh, you want to you're finishing us off tonight. Yes, uh, uh, as I talked about before, we had uh, connected uh, all these things like uh, academia, BLM, Antifa, and all these other types of political things. Mass debating, mass debating uh, into cult like behavior, and so one very well known cult, the Jim Jones cult, has deep political ties to the Democrats. I don't know. Did you, did you guys ever know that? I actually didn't. So the, the no. Jim Jones cult, the guy that had like 900 people drink his poisoned um, Kool-Aid, he, he, he was fucking praised by a 
um, Diane Feinstein, Harvey Milk, um, the the former mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown, uh, the mentor to the vice president nominee under Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> And also the former governor of California, Jerry fucking Brown. Okay, so there is a book out, and it's called Jim Jones, um, or, I'm sorry, it's called uh, Cult City, Jim Jones, Harvey Milk, and Ten Days That Shook San Francisco. And it goes into, like, the, the history of San Francisco and the Bay Area back in the 1970s when this took place. And this all happened in, like, a very short time span where the, the Jim Jones cult drank their Kool-Aid and Harvey Milk and the San Francisco mayor at the time got assassinated by a disgruntled employee. And one of the things that the author points out in this book is that after two movies about Milk, Harvey Milk, uh, that both won awards for those movies, uh, they have spun Harvey Milk into a martyr for gay liberation. And that had nothing to do with his assassination. The guy that killed him and the mayor was literally a disgruntled employee that wanted his job back. And that was like well-known when it actually happened. And now it's been spun into what it is today, him being a fucking martyr for uh, gay liberation, like I said. So this guy goes on. He actually puts into context, on November 18th, 1978, in Guyana, hundreds of members of Jim Jones People's Temple committed mass suicide or were murdered. Over the next few days, uh, news trickled out from the jungle, about 900 people uh, poisoned uh, by cultists, most of them from the San Francisco Bay Area, including many children. And a congressman, Leo Ryan, ambushed and assassinated as he left the cult with dozens or so people that he was attempting to rescue. I didn't know that. They assassinated a fucking congressman. Anyway. Monday, after Thanksgiving weekend, the San Francisco mayor, George Moscone, and the city supervisor, Harvey Milk, the first openly gay, non-incumbent politician elected to office in America, were shot in the city hall by Dan White, a disgruntled city supervisor who had uh, quit his job and then wanted it back, apparently. So, uh, very interesting. Wait, the guy quit? He didn't even get fired? I I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, uh, this guy, he, he goes on, he points out a very interesting thing. He goes, the connection, sometimes tenuous, sometimes shocking between these incidents, uh, has been brushed over by society eager to sanctify its martyrs and forget its villains. But uh, the author, Daniel Flynn, uh, in Cult City brings a light. Uh, the kind of secret history of California in the 1970s, showing how modern progressive politics intersected with cults of madness and despair. <laughs> Did the intersectionality of the 70s? No! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... Is climate change a cult, too? Uh, yes, I'll get into that probably next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but Jim Jones, he found a church called uh, the... Uh, the People's Temple. It's not really like a church per se because it wasn't really religious. In fact, it was it was more atheistic um, a- as a church and more of like a community kind of thing. Uh, Did was he deified or was he like worshipped in any way by them by his followers? Uh, I I don't think deified. No, but he had like the typical cult mentality where it's like you do as I say. How many underage girls did he sleep? Oh, with? I have. Uh, it didn't get into it. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, okay. Uh, he founded the church called uh, the People's Temple, dedicated to racial harmony and the living Christ and the veneration of the Soviet Union and presented a compelling enough message that he attracted thousands of followers in the Bay Area over the years. Veneration of the Soviet Union? Is that yes. what you said? Veneration of the Soviet Union. Yeah, okay, hold on. Gaining res- gaining respect of uh, San Francisco's San Francisco's political class, Jones became a player in his own right. Mitty gave him credit for Moscone's uh, tight victory in 1975. Um, and he was also appointed the head of the San Francisco Housing Authority. <laughs> he he was praised as a hero uh, of social justice and a crusader for racial equality. Jones became an important figure in the democratic politics. Oh, did they use the term social justice back then? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, they, they probably, it's like, it's been a generic term for forever. I, I think it just um, and turned into a parody of itself in the last, like, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, like, social justice warrior yeah. is the new thing. Yeah. So, among his advocates was Harvey Milk, also newcomer to San Francisco. Uh, Milk, formerly a Goldwater Republican, became politically uh, radical in California and repeatedly sought election office. Okay, hold on. Milk attended services at the People's Temple dozens of times and wrote letters to Jones. Quote, such greatness I have found uh, found in Jones or Jim Jones's People's Temple, uh, Milk proclaimed. You're writing love letters to Jim <laughs> Jones. Much, Wait, yeah. they all died within a week of each other? Or like 10 days? Yeah. So it was uh, November 18th and then the Monday following Thanksgiving. The 18th was the, the Kool-Aid thing, and, and the Harvey Milk assassination was the Monday after. And what year was 1978. It's a little bit past when we used to assassinate everybody, but yeah. I, I'm, like, wondering, like, how real this... It seems weird that all these people connected all of a sudden. Died. Like, what are the chances that they went to Jonestown and just machine-gunned them down? Or, like, yeah, they drank a bunch of Kool-Aid, and then they were, now they're in this pit. Like they all had information that could lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like something like that. Like that makes more sense to me than the official story. I don't believe official stories anymore. I, I've seen too many that are absolutely wrong. It, it's all very like, suspicious, though, because like if if it was just Milk had praised the guy, but there were there were other politicians that praised him, but also like became prominent politicians afterward, like Jerry Brown, Diane Feinstein, and, and stuff like that. He, he goes. Um, Milk wasn't Jones's only fan. Many powerful people, Governor Jerry Brown, colonist Herb Keen, or Kane, and Vice President Walter Mondale <laughs> sought out Jones's blessings and expressed admiration for his dedication to racial equality and a better world. <laughs> what was this like? Something they did for a, to to get a a certain voter voting constituency? Like, was visiting Jones's temple? A good PR move is what I'm asking at the time. Yeah, but but then to put him at the head of the San Francisco housing apartment as well. Well, at the time he was he had drink Kool Aid and kill everybody. So like at the time he's just a guy that's like uh, before Instagram had a lot of followers. followers. Yeah, he had a bunch of followers. It's a bunch of votes. But I, here's what I'm wondering: what I would love to know if there's some kind of weird financial scam that they were running. Him and the other assassinated, the two assassinated guys, and him. If there's some way to tie in some kind of financial scam that they're running and see who they fucked over, 
I wonder, I wonder, I, you could convince me that it was a murder. That sounds way more believable than, oh, they just, all these people that were tied together all died at the same time, and then he called, he, him and 900 people committed suicide, and no one stopped it. Yeah, I mean, it's all, um, what was it, non-profit and tax-exempt, like, operations going on, you know what I mean? Yeah, how much laundering was going on <laughs> it's, through it's there? church finances. Yeah. Who did they screw over? Like, did they screw over some somebody that was laundering money through them, and like they all got got because what are the, here's the thing how what are the odds that you could ever i don't care how insane your cult is get what was it 900 people that how many people Nine, about 900 people? yeah what are the chances you can get all 900 to fucking drink that shit especially parents with children and stuff a, that sounds crazy to a me toast they yeah, drink, knew they the were same drinking time it blood. though a lot of the people knew they were oh that, that's them, right yeah that's the story yeah I don't oh. know. I missed that then. Uh, How are 900 people all toasting with Kool-Aid? None of them survived. No no survivors? They all died, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've never heard about a Jonestown survivor. Well, we, so we like, dive into that conspiracy at a later time. I'm more I'm That's more what I'm focused. saying. I, I want to dive yeah. into that later because I'm, I'm more f- just from you telling me the story and then I didn't know he was like connected politically and there's probably some massive I guarantee there's some kind of massive money laundering because politicians don't just go, oh yeah, I just love the words this guy says and there's no financial benefit for me at all. <laughs> I'm definitely not gaining votes and I'm not gaining money by being tying myself to this fucking Sharp dressed uh, charlatan. So the snake oil salesman. The, the most interesting part about this book is is how they have suppressed Jim Jones's connection to major political figures, especially with the Democratic Party, over the years. Because it's like, how many of you knew that the the cult leader that drank the Kool Aid and had all these people drink the Kool Aid was associated with Harvey Milk, Diane Feinstein, and Jerry Brown? I did not. <laughs> oh my god! So the the guy that authored the book, he said uh, he and the People Simple, which uh, exalted racial diversity and social justice, have been cast as a harrowing examples of Christian religious extremism. Though Jones preached atheism and ordered his followers to use the Bible as toilet paper, <laughs> I love how like they they've shifted the blame. They've shifted the blame to like, oh, those goddamn religious nut the jobs. Religious cult. Yeah. They just say religious cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just a villainized Christianity. And let you uh, imply, yeah, you know what, whatever. A roster of the leaders who remain dominant figures in California politics today embrace Jones publicly. Jerry Brown, and then and now governor of the state. Uh, he became governor twice. He's not governor anymore. Uh, uh. Do approvingly visited the People's Temple and Senator Dianne Feinstein, who ascended to the uh, uh, to mayor upon Moscone's assassination, joined the board of supervisors in honoring Jones. Willie Brown, longtime speaker of California State Assembly, a mayor of San Francisco and mentor of Senator Kamala Harris, was especially lavish in his praise of Jones, calling him a combination of Martin Luther King Jr. Angela Davis, Albert Einstein, and Chairman Mao. <laughs> and Chairman and Mao. Chairman Mao. <laughs> what is this fucking Marxism going oh on? Oh my god! What? Right. So he was all of these uh, people that are very good at convincing people and the growing movements, plus uh, you know, 
political dictator. Well, it's also the the last little thing that this guy talks about in his book actually is um, the the congressman that was mentioned earlier. He he was trying to rescue people from the cult in their South American compound, and they found his body fucking hacked up and mutilated in the fucking forest. And wait, who? Uh, the, the congressman is trying to save. Yeah, oh, what was his name? Uh, Leo and who they say killed Congressman him. Leo Ryan by the the cultists uh, apparently or presumably. Yeah, and so what what this guy points out, uh, he even points out that they have memory hold the Congressman Leo Ryan's part in this. The guy that tried to save these people and get them out of this cult, they they have done nothing to praise him. And they've done everything to memory hold the whole situation because so many rich and powerful people were so connected to it. it it's insane. And it it plays so well with with what's going on in today's politics and today's cult-like behavior with all these, uh, all these dumb fucking ideologies and these weird practices that like the mainstream media is having you do, how they memory hold literally everything going on in, in politics in general. Like, it's just... It's been here since the fucking 70s, since, like, well before we were born. Like, I, I just wanted to make the connection of cult-like behavior to uh, the left or the Democrats. That that we was my have, goal. We uh, Pope have Pope Fauci, who's a combination of uh, Pope John Paul II, Malcolm X, and Joseph Stalin. Dude, you don't even understand all of our history. Malcolm X. has been rabbit hole like that. <laughs> Malcolm X. <laughs> Fauci's the Malcolm X of our generation. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh god, it's very different this time because it's intravenous. You know, it's not. You know, we're not drinking Kool Aid. It'll never fail to make me laugh, Josh. <laughs> I'm definitely bringing up something revisionist history next week, for sure. Because all of our history is like that. It's insane. Yeah. So, when, whenever, when crazy. anyone says, well, at least I'm going to be on the right side of history, it's like, bitch, you you have no idea what the fuck. You don't even know what history is. <laughs> yeah. None of us do. <laughs> uh, speaking of being on the, uh, speaking of revisionist The right side of history. Hist- well, speaking of revisionist history, we actually did get our first voicemail uh, from a guy we actually know, Bobby. Bobby sent us a voicemail. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, I was sorry. Cue uh, it up for us there, Bob. Yeah, just let me get the volume down a little bit. Oh, yeah, and our phone number, guys, is uh, 833-492-4442. So if, you need uh, to start saying that in our intro, too. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need to say it in our intro. All right. Okay, got to keep yeah, it up, Bob? Yeah, let me boost it. It's kind of low here. There we go. Yeah, this is Bobby. I was told to check out this podcast. But uh, I don't see anything about Holocaust denial, so you should fix that. Peace. <laughs> Wait, how how is our conspiracy? first our first voicemail is immediately about Holocaust denial? I, I, I've never been prouder. I think we're gonna have to uh, Bob. What? Oh, it's like they need to say oifet. No, no, I think I. Oh. <laughs> Is that your thing? <laughs> I think we're going to have to take his advice, though. If we're going to do a uh, a conspiracy podcast, we're going to have to dive into the law. Lo- yeah. 
episode 33 okay. is going to be on the <laughs> I think I wasn't planning that for the fucking get-go. Are you ki- kidding me? <laughs> Bobby, don't worry, Tragic buddy. Tragic 5.9 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's no way we're getting to episode 6 million, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seems a bit high. <laughs> Especially for a podcast. Things to look forward for to in the future. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been OK Hear Me Out, episode 22. Take care, guys. See you next Tuesday.